shall we? Let's do this shit. Let's fucking go. That was intense. I liked it. Flash Ash is here, everybody. We're back. Three topics, two minutes apiece to talk about them. We'll see if anybody actually has anything to say. You're gunning for this today, D. I'm I'm so ready. ready. I'm so ready. I'm on a winning streak. Okay. Well, seeing as you're feeling like a winner, even though there are none in Flash Ash, we'll start with your topic that you brought to the table today. Um, Not winning with the topic, are we? (laughs) We're doing so. uh, We'll we'll still. Oh, Corey, getting the drink. We like that. We will start with Corey just because we always do, and he's right there. Um, D got himself hacked on. My logo? Was that how you say it? My algo. My algo. My algo. Um, It's a token for Algorand. There it is. So how does this happen? What can you you tell us about or D's predicament? If you have any theories, your two minutes starts. First for this one. No. Um, Oh, he has to talk about that. He doesn't know anything. (laughs) Oh, me? I know the gist of it. (laughs) And that is... Stop fucking making web wallets. Like, that's the gist of it. It's it's, and this is something that I retweeted when it when the, like the we don't know what's going on tweet tweet happened. Um, and Taylor Monahan from formerly my crypto into MetaMask now basically said stop. And everything every, between every single word was some f bomb dropped that's in right. it. Stop making web wallets and storing sensitive material in local storage of your browser. If there is any compromise whatsoever to an extension or something, they have access to all those secrets and they will take your, take your, they'll take your coins. And that seems to be the case. I don't know the specific details of how they got access to your local storage and how they're able to take these things. Uh, or if it was something that was on internally for my algo, but, for being an academically based chain and one of the most popular wallets in the ecosystem, such ridiculous security, like poor security protocols of, of the most risky part of the entire ecosystem, the wallets, is unacceptable. And people keep doing it over and over and over again. And it's incredibly frustrating coming from reasonable security background to see people just making web wallets that are susceptible to hacks like this. And the users are the people that have to pay. So like you get an announcement and you're like, I'm an, you should, they're like, oh, you should move your funds. And you try to move your funds, your wallets are gone, your funds are gone because of their shitty development practices. So yeah, like I don't know the full details, but it's the same general situation. Stop fucking making web wallets. I'm done. Beautiful. See, mm-hmm. I have plenty, plenty to say. Now, um, D, maker of the fucking web wallet, two minutes to defend yourself or talk about your trauma starting now. I didn't make the web wallet. I didn't make the web wallet. Um, hold on. I do need a little bit extra time to clear something up. My logo, which you talked about, is actually a company based in Silicon Valley where you send your stool samples to, you and they'll tell you if you're healthy. No way. Huh? <laughs> it's a joke. It's no company called My Logo, but... 
duty. So anyways, let me get my time now. All right. So first of all, I'm not the maker of the web wallet. I did create a wallet with this platform. It's my algo and stay away from it. Uh, my algo was the premier wallet that was basically supported and pushed out to the public by the Algorand foundation. It's basically where you start. Um, if you want to get your feet wet in Algorand, kind of the same way as the way you want to start if you want to get your feet wet in Avalanche, but there's differences there. There's not two. So it wasn't my fault. It was my algo's fault for storing the secret phrases to your wallets on one of their one of their systems in one of their processes. And that's what the hacker got a hold of. That's what Taylor Moynihan uh, pointed out at like the middle of last week. She was like, oh my God. Why do you, everyone keep doing these stupid mistakes and it became a big deal. And at that point in time, you know, I was like, oh, that's crazy. That's what I use. And then Friday, they, no, Thursday night, they sent out a tweet that was like, hey, you need to move your stuff off there right now. And it was late. It was like 10 something at night. I'm tired. Grown ass man. I got kids. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do it tomorrow. Right. When I get off of work, as soon as I got home from work, 10 minutes later, somebody had moved, they sent a transaction out because they took the secret phrase, recovered my wallet on their system and moved the money out. All that being said, I would say um, it's frustrating from a user standpoint of view that they have to, that's what I'm saying, crypto is creating plumbers, that I have to have this extensive knowledge of these things in order to just operate. That's what's tough. As soon as you get too detached from crypto, too far from crypto, you get a little bit behind and you're not keeping up with things. And then the same uh, loss I've had to do, uh, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. And the same I gave loss- you, you're, you're done. I gave you that little extra time because you want to explain, but just like wrap your thoughts up. Oh, just... Don't get behind in crypto as a user right now. It's not a good look. You're going to lose some money, period. Although I have a question for you. So you saw this tweet from Taylor on a Wednesday and then didn't do anything. And then well, well, it wasn't, it wasn't a significantly large, it wasn't a significantly large amount of money. Right. So I was like, I mean, it was, well, <sighs> It was money. It's money that it sucks to see go, but it is what it is. Um, And um, no, I I didn't do anything on the Wednesday because it's like one of those things where it's like, is this super serious? This is not super serious. It's it's sometimes hard to navigate if you're not like if I were Corey and I saw this tweet, I would have shut everything down, went to my wallet, rekeyed, new wallets, done everything. But for me, I was like, how serious is that? Is that real serious? She even put a snippet of some code and I was like, oh, code, great. (laughs) I don't know what that means. So I'm just going to sit this one out. And then that's when my algo was like, hey, final warning. We fucked up bad. We don't even know how. Here's the thing. Can I I answer this? That's that's like why he he shouldn't have had to respond is that Uh ostensibly your keys is your crypto. He should not have had to worry because if he has his wallet, Oh, and usually use web wallets for some username and password or you use your seed phrase. If he has a seed phrase, mm-hmm. people shouldn't have access to those things unless you're actively trying to use it, right? And that wasn't the case because of the way they implemented things as a wallet. They had access to those things mm-hmm. and someone got access to those things and stole his money. So like it wasn't self-custody, even though it looked as though it was self-custody. That's that bullshit. See, I did and everything. I that's <laughs> horse shit. Like uh, I, it makes me angry, but like whatever. Very first time I've been hacked in a decade and 
this industry of uh, it was it surprised me. I'm I'm upset with myself for not like for that that one decision I made to go get some sleep instead of stay up and create a new wall and send the transaction out, which literally takes what Jesse five minutes tops. Create a wallet, write down your seed phrase, store it, boom, you're good to go. Send the transaction. That I'd five say. minute decision cost me a lot but anyway. to be fair to be man. fair i i waited even after you and i still wasn't <laughs> hacked right i'm gonna start, I'm gonna start i was like maybe i should take a look now. into what's going on here because d got <laughs> hacked and maybe i got hacked and then i checked the wallets and i'm like ah the balance is still there it was only a few hundred dollars so i mean that's why I'm, i was a little bit more. you know yeah so like i was like ah it's fine and then is i just, just reheated it and moved on with my life <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. So it's, it's locally stored, right? So it's locally stored in your browser and it's encrypted. And oh, okay. I seriously doubt that. However, I mean, yeah, I, I haven't verified it. I mean that, that the way that they stored it is actually secure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it theoretically, you know, Corey's right. They shouldn't have had access to the seed phrase uh, and D shouldn't have had to immediately like, take action after seeing that tweet from taylor um and you know i myself personally didn't even take action so yeah it's just it's that's kind of dumb yeah it's not really much to say about it you ever been hacked or had anything happen no to you no leave that Sorry, i'll go in there we'll find out i already that repeat it it's too late people. Nothing yeah, has been yeah. stolen from me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so I'm so bad in a hundred here. Yeah, well, keep, I've lost keep it up for sure. But like, I felt that I was doing all things right. I know Dr. Petty worked in security for years. Gave me all the good advice. Told me don't do you know, this. I, do I, that. I was using so, vanity addresses. I wonder if that's the reason why I wasn't affected. I mean, like, see, here's the thing. Like, if I doubt, I, I seriously doubt that they had access to the secret phrase that was encrypted in the local storage of your browser. I think it's more likely that somehow in the governance process, they found a way to like abuse reusing the signatures. I think that's more likely to be what happened rather than they figured out your seed phrase. And they just like signed a transaction to send your, your crypto out. But yeah, I don't know. My condolences to you, Dave. That fucking sucks. It's all good. That was Joe's vacation money. No vacation for you this year, baby. Ooh. Well, my condolences even more. You've got someone in your house that's upset. All right. So we're going to go to our next topic. We have uh, Corey's here. It's Ethereum. That's a lot. So smart accounts launch at WalletCon. Um, I don't know what's going on with it. Corey, do you? You'll oh, yeah, start first. Cool. Uh, what's what is this? Why is it cool? Let me think. So this has been a conversation in the Ethereum ecosystem for quite a while. Um, right now, you have two types of accounts. One is a user account, EOA, so it's typically referred to, and one is a smart contract account. So it's basically like, what is the thing behind the thing holding money? Is it a human or is it a smart contract? And this, and that's that's it. It's pretty rigid. And how the human is able to control their own account is rigid. There's only one way to do it. Um, smart accounts is the concept of account abstraction, meaning that you have a general, a more generalized blob of what a user or account is. 
that allows you to add a lot more kind of code or context to um, what a user can do with it. So you're not stuck on a specific curve. You're not stuck with a, um, a smart contract. You can do more general like contract multi-sig stuff. You can do all kinds of various things that represent an account on Ethereum. And so at WalletCon this past what, like two weeks, one week or whatever, uh, they announced some of the, the work with, with the, EI, the EIP or ERC-4337, which is the specification for such a thing. Uh, and it seems to be moving forward. So I think you're going to see this on Ethereum. You're going to see it on a roll-up first. And it seems as though it seems that, that that's the direction things are moving is you're going to get a lot of L2 roll-ups with this concept of account abstraction and then all of the most of the users and variability and things that we want to grow will be on those things and we'll just use ethereum as the base um uh, the base layer for for just in case people need to leave an l2 or whatever and i, I thought that was it's, a, it's great to have this thing moving forward because i like the idea of account abstraction giving people a lot of variability with what an account is and how they'd like to secure an account or make them more user-friendly or do all kinds of interesting things. Uh, and it also adds a lot of privacy. So cool beans. Cool beans, indeed. All right, Dee, uh, you seem pretty excited about this one as well. Your two minutes starts now. Yes, I am excited. I'm very excited, Chris. Let me tell you why. Because the claims, the bold claims are that you can abstract some of the biggest friction points for gaining users and educating the public on crypto. You can abstract that away, right? Uh, if you can imagine the number of eyes I've seen glaze over when I start talking to them about create a wallet, there's going to be some words. 25, 24, 12. There's going to be a combination of words. You have to write those down. You have to store them somewhere. Where's a good place to store them? Ironically, in a bank, but I don't want to have that conversation. You want to <laughs> you want to take those four words and you want to write them down. You want to know where you wrote them down. You can keep them forever. How do I keep them forever? I don't know. Do some chemistry. Find out. Put it on paper. Paper wilts. I don't, okay. We're not going down that track. Keep the words. How about I just copy it into Google Docs? Don't do that. Why? Internet problems. Don't do that. It's a very tough conversation to have, right? Some people just get it because they're like, oh, cool, cool. I got to save this and write down. Cool. Done. That's worse than just going to a bank and like giving them your ID card and being like, hey, can I get a bank account? Here's my ID. And I'll be like, yeah, no problem. There you go. Right. So like. I feel like if we can do this successfully and you can start onboarding users to a, a better experience with skipping those steps, then we're headed in the right direction. Um, I don't know what that does for privacy. I don't know what that does for centralization, decentralization, all those other things. But what I do know is that if we can get past that friction point and people start to get just ushered into great user experiences, that's, that's, that's a bold leap. What did, what, did, what did that guy say? The moon guy? What did moon guy say? <laughs> one, step, small one small step, step for a man. man. That's what I'm talking about. Now, crypto I just it up. looks so reluctant. Crypto it up a little bit. <laughs> one small step for crypto, one giant step for mankind. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Well, your time is up. Faces, he's pulling faces this whole time. Yeah, this is. Yeah, he was. Uh, he looks like he's gonna shit on he what I said. No. But <laughs> I want to hear what he has to say. What kind of no, face just, is that, bro? You look just... <laughs> did he read? Is that your, your, is that your reading like face? 
sucking yeah, your I'm mouth like, into your mouth. Like, what are you? Yeah, I'm like, I suck my upper lip when I'm like focused on trying to understand what the hell is going on here. So, so this sounds pretty cool. Like what D is saying, like the claims that you're able to abstract the need for having a, a seed phrase, which is what was compromised in D's my algo situation, right? Um, but in terms of like how how does it how does it how does it work, right? How what is making it so that you just need like a a a password or like a face scan or a thumb a thumbprint, like, and it looks like. I don't know. I, I have no no idea. Maybe Corey has some idea, but it looks like it enables like essentially a multi-sig, right? And I don't know what this bundler thing is, but this looks like some sort of like validator in a separate like it it participates in a separate mempool is what I'm reading here. And I'm just trying to understand if the threshold in which the multi-sig is set up for this smart account situation is such that you as an individual don't actually have the minimum signatures to cross that threshold by yourself. You need some sort of like trusted party. But then they mention that these bundlers, if this like whole bundler, whatever, uh, whatever, I don't, I have no idea what this is. <laughs> if that's like decentralized, then you no longer need like, it's it's a trustless setup, which I still don't understand. Because if I were to set up a multi-sig right now, I would need I would need to own the majority of the sign of the of the private keys associated with signing a transaction to meet the minimum threshold to like move things or to do anything with whatever the balance is with associated with like an address or an account. Like for instance. Uh, we have a multi-sig in Algorand, and you need two signers of the three people involved in order to do anything with that. And so I'm just curious how this actually works under the hood, and if this is actually a decentralized solution for, for users. That's not how we set ours up. Three of three. Oh, okay. Stupid. Three of three, then. Whatever. Uh, I forgot. I don't know enough about it, but it abstracts away the concept of a transaction in a lot of ways. So like how we think of a transaction gets broken out into a bunch of a series of steps with different people. And this separate network is basically a transaction building network of who's doing what on what. It's sexy. And I think we need to look into it. I think we need to now, I'll probably hash it out. Dig pretty hard and hash it out as D just said. <laughs> Figure it out. Cool. I think it's like how it works has a lot of different implications. If you think about how like a uh, mast works within Taproot, I think it's pretty similar. Merkle I have no idea how mast syntax tree. <laughs> yeah, it's like I think it's probably pretty similar to that. Basically, you have a bunch of options on how you can do things with a bunch of different primitives and how you put them together, and they end up people bundle all together in some way, shape, or form, and then it points towards a given contract address and does that thing. So, I mean, it, it's just trying to figure out a way to abstract away the rigidness that we have with how transactions are built today, right? And how, what an account is. And that's all based on the same cryptography. And so we can figure out a way to just say like, this is how you do a state change on the EVM. And then right now we only have two main different ways, a smart contract or a user sending a transfer. Um, we're taking those two options and then generalizing it as much as we possibly can so that we can say like, all right, here's the, here's the instruction set of making a change to this contract mm. and how we build that transaction 
to make that thing becomes way more generalized with more people so that maybe when the process of making what's what we would call an account becomes way, 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 way easier. And this is me intuiting how this works because I haven't read the EIP and I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, I'm just going to read the spec. <laughs> All right. Maybe we'll do something with it in the future. Stay stay tuned, everybody. Cool. Um, uh, we're going to just throw it back. We're going to do it in reverse now because... Reverse. Terrible two minutes. Like, we're reverse. Away. Reverse. I mean, you seemed like you were really into it. I so am I was it, but it's like letting you go for a little... Thank I you. I would Thank you for have letting us you talk. eventually. Well, because you were actually on topic. It wasn't like oh, squirrel. Yeah. Something else. Um, so, Jesse, you wanted yeah. to talk today about dark fi because you said... I want to talk about a lot of things. There's a lot cool. of cool stuff happening. Well, yeah. One particular cool thing, two minutes yeah. starts now. Okay. Dark so... So in terms of the narrative behind this project, it's it's very similar to like what Corey, myself, and recently D are going to be working on or have been working on. And Christian, yes. And uh, yeah, so so like it, it allows you to do a lot of different things when you have like privacy in an L1 where it's not bolt-on. Like you can have a private DAO, which is something that Corey brought up in the last uh, podcast episode um, and why it may be necessary in order to obscure, let's say, treasury no balances and in terms of like what he brought up again, like the constitution DAO stuff. It also allows for better... Yeah, like sometimes sometimes you don't want full transparency. Like in the case of like Ethereum or Bitcoin, you can see everybody's like essentially account balances. Um, there, there is, I don't know. I, I feel, I feel like I'm not good at arguing the need for privacy uh, in terms of your data. I feel like Corey's more that kind of person. Maybe he can like elaborate. My turn now. Is that, yeah, I think, is that I it? Think, You're yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <That's done? laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, there's, if somebody needs it eventually about 30 seconds left of Jesse time. Um, so we're going to, I'm just throwing away. We're not even going totally backwards. Corey will jump to you. So you can expand on that or get your own thoughts. Your two minutes starts now. I think that's reasonable to talk about the difference between this, like two viewpoints of this technology and why it exists. One is, uh, one group of people are often called solar punks, which no. is like heavily optimistic, regenerative finance. How do we come together and do stuff together that's great and we're going to change the world through making it easy for people to collaborate and it's going to be awesome and no one's going to stop us, right? Um, everything's transparent. We're all out in the open. It's beautiful. We're going to make a beautiful world. And there's dark fi or like this, what we call, call the opposite cynics. of that, the solar punk people, which is... People will fuck you. They're all out to fuck you. And so you don't let them know what's going on. And in order to actually have any level of sovereignty, you need privacy. Because if they know what's going on, they're going to manipulate the system and take it from you. Uh, yeah, it's to avoid censorship. Yeah, and so it's a lot of it is exactly that. To avoid censorship and to actually provide what would be called censorship resistance in these decentralized networks. And so DarkFi which is the project run by a guy named Amir Taki, which like 
as a part of Logos, we are friends with him. He's like, I would call him coopetition. We're all in the same kind of boat of <laughs> we don't trust others or you shouldn't trust others at the foundational le level. Um, and so he's built a project called DarkFi that has uh, privacy as, as a primitive, it's a, as default. So everything they do is basically saying like, you don't disclose things unless you explicitly disclose them to other people. And uh, yeah, it's great. I mean, I think they're doing a good job. They definitely run with the narrative and he's real militant and they've got a whole thing going that's probably a little too dark for me, but I'm, I'm definitely down for the cause. It's, it's way more into the things that I'm into than the solar punk folks. Is there a middle ground, like solar punks, dark yeah, fi? Is there just sure. like Stan in the middle? Uh, it's what I said, like the, the technology. Not in the cool sci-fi narrative. It's two <laughs> different viewpoints of the same technology and what it's, why it's useful and why you need it, right? And so like I think that's the, the interesting part about it is that some people think it's useful because they're trying to mitigate assholes. And the other people are like, we're trying to come together and build collaborative technology that allows us to overwhelm else assholes versus like completely mitigate them in some way shape or form and so people are like we should hippies we should link the article versus we do i don't know what hip the opposite of hippies is but like <laughs> opposite uh an opposite anarchist yeah i mean yeah there's a lot of that but like they like order it's just it's like not from the top which i think is also anarchy hmm well, D, mm -hmm. um, what what kind of anarchist or hippie are you? What are your thoughts on the dark side? <laughs> um, what kind of hippie am I? Well, that was uh, just the I'd be I'd lean more shrooms, less weed, more shrooms. And then, what kind of anarchist am I? Um, nope. Not one, actually. To the to that. I don't. I think anarchy is a goal and not a reality. So, are you really? This was just the analogy, I, the comparison of the two groups. You weren't paying attention at all, were you? No, I was paying attention. I just I was trying to read this uh, dark five <laughs> stuff and pay attention to the topic just because. Um, <clears throat> okay, so scratch the that um, comparison and just dark five your thoughts. Um. Wait, you're asking me about like what Corey said, hippie or no, I'm kidding. I'm joking. Dark five. So anyways, dark five. First of all, the very, one of the tabs at the very top of that link said manifesto. Anytime I see that word, I kind of check out because in my lifetime, the word manifesto is not really related to good things that happen to humans. But anyway, so I saw it. I started reading it. Um, I don't know. The privacy is a right. Right. I think, you know, privacy is for, you know, something you should be able to keep to your, to yourself. Only those that you want to know should know, um, you know, and, and secrets are no one should know. Right. I think privacy is a, is a right. And it, it's uh, I think that it's slowly being eroded because of the people that we put in positions to enforce laws and fairness and righteousness are lazy. I'll put it, I'll put it like that. Like there's never, ever going to be, um, humans are never going to just like want to tell, uh, an entity, everything about themselves. Things have to be, things have to remain private and no entity should 
have the right to look at everything someone does. So I think this dark fi is just like complete, like completely, completely making things dark for anybody who would be surveilling, um, which somebody has should ha- absolutely have the right to, I think, in my opinion. That's what I think about dark fi. Um, there's one, two minutes. There you go. I actually gave you an extra 30 seconds because of your uh, hippie anarchist bit at the top. So once you get your actual thoughts Shrooms versus weed is the ultimate (laughs) differentiation between Eileen Schroeder and Lunar Park. (laughs) (laughs) Is that it? I don't know if there's that much of a difference. Um, All right, everybody. Excellent flash hash. D, we roll this out. Yeah, Flash Ash out. Flash Ash.